Hello and welcome to the Happy Hangout Podcast with Christy Darty. So each week I do devos and doodles, which is a devotion, and then I do doodles on Facebook. However, this is a podcast, so we will just discuss the devotion here. And if you want to get creative and uh, do some lettering, then you can go find the replay on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. Hey, could you take a moment to go leave a review for the podcast? That would be amazing so other people can know they definitely want to listen to. Let's get started. Heavenly Father, we come to you this morning with our hearts open. We want to receive word from you on, um, be good listeners about what, how you want to direct our lives. Uh, Lord, give me the ability to speak, that you can speak through me, and then it will be received well and then in the way you want it to be received, Lord. Thank you for this platform, this audience, that we can all unite together from all around the world. I will never be, um, I will never um, not be thankful for that. So, And Lord, today... Ooh, give us patience, Lord, because that is that's what I feel like you're speaking to me today. And I know there's other people that feel that way as well. So, okay, guys, welcome to the podcast and to Facebook Live. I'm excited today. Our lesson is about patience. And I say that very <laughs> reluctantly because it's something that I really need to talk about and really need to hear for myself. And so as I was doing some studying this weekend about uh, what it was that that I felt led to talk about today. Um, I spent the weekend trying to figure out some things about my family. And um, it was hard. It was hard times. And I know everybody's going through hard times. But it started making me think about when I went on a trip with some friends recently. We went on a business trip, business fun trip. I mean, we did some business, but we had some fun too. And we went to Sedona. I'm going to show you a picture of, not of us, I wish I had a picture pulled up of us, but I'm gonna show you a picture right now of something that I wonder if you know what it is. So in the comments, tell me what it is, and I'm gonna describe it for our podcast. Okay, you ready? Look at this tree, looks like a tree, right? It, leave a comment if you know what it is. As we're driving down um, from Prescott to Sedona, if you're familiar with the area, we were driving through the most amazing scenery, the mountains, the uh, just the valleys, the greenery, the everything. It was just beautiful. And we would drive across every once in a while, not often, one of these plants. And I was so drawn by it because as an artist, I'm like, oh my gosh, look at the texture, look at the color, look at the shapes. I mean, this is amazing. And so we'd drive by it and I'd be like, what is that? And we'd kind of miss it. Like nobody knew what I was talking about because it was so quick that we, you know, rode by it. Um, and then let's see, does anybody know what it is? Anybody, anybody, let me show you a closer up picture. So anyway, let me, let me talk to the podcast. Okay. So it's really tall and skinny, really skinny, but at the base of it, it's got like a, it looks like kind of a, a cactus, some sort of agave. Y'all, I don't know my plants. Please forgive me if you're like a gardener or whatever. Oreo. Um, Okay. And then if you look at the, there's blooms at the top of it and it's got these, I'm going to show a closer up of this. So 
Okay, it's got these amazing blooms on it. Like, seriously, that's where I was like stuck in the color and the texture. So they're kind of, they look kind of like a poof ball, but they're, uh, how, how do I describe this? They're all kind of poking out. That's not a good, okay, what do you call it? Like a bonsai, it's kind of like a bonsai little bit look, okay? Like a bonsai tree because it has these little puffs. <laughs> This is a terrible description, but they're bright yellow and have a little bit of a red tone to them. So it looks like they kind of bloom up and that maybe the top part hasn't quite bloomed. They're kind of still red. So it's these poof balls. Anyway, so some, Terry said some kind of cactus. Um, let's see. Mary knows what it is, a century plant. But at the time we didn't know when I was looking at these. So I would be like, okay, what is that y'all? And so we randomly see it again. What is that? And nobody really knew much about it. And once my friends from Arizona, one of them, Debbie, she's actually my, um, I don't know if she's watching, but she's my moderator on Facebook. Love Miss Debbie. So we, I would ask her, what was that? What is that? And she said, I, I, I'm not sure. You know, she didn't know what I was talking about. So as we got into Sedona, we were walking around and we would go into stores and these stores would have dried ones or this one store, it was a Christmas store. And I was like, that's the, that's the plant. That's the plant. What is that? And she said, oh, I, you know, I've seen them, but I, I'm not sure the name of it. And the more we talked about it, we talked to the lady at the counter and she's like, that's a century plant. It blooms once and she called it a century and I've done research on it. And it sounds like that it blooms maybe once, uh, it blooms once if I have my story correct. Some of you may be experts. Pom-poms on branches. Thank you. They do look like little pom-poms on branches. And more people know what a century plant. Y'all, in the comments, tell me what you know about a century plant. So, it blooms once in its lifetime. And sometimes it's like 30 years before it blooms. And then guess what happens? It dies. It dies. So, I found I kept finding out more about these. And I was like, oh, they're so pretty. Why? Why? And I started thinking, why does it take so long for them to bloom? And I was like, 30 years to wait to bloom? To wait for your beauty to <laughs> appear? Anyway, then like, this weekend I was like, oh my gosh, the century plant. That is an amazing story. Thank you, Debbie. <laughs> Debbie's here. Yay. She's, she's the one that, she, I, I think Debbie said that she's she did plant, plant a couple of them. And after they bloom, they die. They die. It just blew me away to think about that this weekend when I was thinking about patience. And I was like, this plant takes 30 years sometimes to bloom, to get it to its perfect state. And then it dies. You know, what is its purpose? And it does have some purposes. Let me, let me read this to you. I was looking up. Okay. In the case of the century plant, um, let's see, it doesn't really bloom every hundred years, but you know, like 10 to 30, it lives 10 to 30 years. It's the part of the agave family. A century plant typically lives 10 to 30 years. Sorry, I just said that flowering only once at the end of its life. And other interesting fat, facts, Native Americans use the century plant for food, soap, medicine, and weapons. The sap of a century plant can be used as a diuretic or laxative. And, and I'm like, oh, there's some more waiting, y'all. <laughs> laxative. I was like, gotta have patience for that too. Okay. The stalk and heart of the plant can be roasted and eaten. 
if the flower stem is cut before its flowers, there's a sweet liquid um, or honey water that gathers around the heart of the plant. It can be fermented to produce an alcoholic drink called, I don't know, pulque? Don't, I don't know. It's usually considered a regional specialty in Mexico, yet it is also used to produce another alcoholic drink. I have no idea. While the century plant comes from the agave family, it is not used to create tequila <laughs> as other plants are. This this article? <laughs> yeah, that's not, that's not the stories I was wanting to talk about. The leaves of the century plant yield fibers called pita, which can be used to make rope and matting. So I'm thinking about, oh, and the leaves um, were also used to embroider leather. Okay, so basically what I'm saying is, is this plant does, it did serve purposes for people along its lifetime, you know, but the patience and waiting for it to bloom. I'm like, why did it bloom then? It's because that's when God told it to bloom. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you got to wait until he's ready for you to bloom. You know, along the way you can be helpful. You got things to give people, but we're not going to be our best selves you know, until we do the things that we're supposed to do through our life. And it may take 30 years and then we may die. <laughs> I don't know why that just reminded me of that plant. <clears throat> of course, we were looking at the amazing scenery and it just, you just feel God's presence the whole time you're in Sedona or in nature like that. Okay. So I was doing more research on um, patience and, and the, the scripture I want to focus on today is be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, faithful in prayer. Romans 12, 12. And, and sometimes we're going to repeat scriptures because they're so good. And then we're going to letter them in a different way. So if you're like, we've already lettered that, eh, that means you just haven't gotten it. <laughs> Am I ever going to get this? Am I ever going to understand patience? <clears throat> I thought this was really good because it so describes me. Have you ever noticed that people don't change as quickly as you'd like? Hello, I think everybody should think the way I do and know what I know and do what I think they should do. Do you ever feel that way? Maybe your parents are far from God and they've seen great fruit in your life from knowing God, but yet they haven't made a decision for him. Or maybe your brother keeps saying he's going to change his bad habits, but he doesn't. How do you stay patient with people who don't change and do the things you want them to do? How do we stay patient with that, guys? Okay. This is a silly little example, but my sweet, my sweet, sweet husband, which y'all met him last week or the week before. This, I'll never get this. I'll never understand this, but my mom and I were talking this weekend. And if he walks like right beside a light switch and I catch him at the very moment, can you please turn that light on? He physically cannot do it until he's done doing what he planned to do. I don't get it. I will never get it. I'm like, it's right there. It would save you. <laughs> you just can't, he can't do it, y'all. And after many years, I decided, you know what? Either I have to be patient with him and let him do me a favor, or I got to get up and do it myself. So now I just get tickled because, I mean, I could be dying of heat <laughs> and he's right beside the fan switch and he, he's not going to turn it on until he gets done what he's doing. And usually he's getting ready for working out the next day and he's getting all his clothes together and his shoes and everything. And I'm like, that's a no brainer. Why can't you turn the switch on? <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. So that's just a little, little story. I was telling my mom and mom was like, yes, yes, I get it. 
So I was talking, I was remembering back in the day uh, when I was, my husband and I were doing like, you know, we're newly married and we were reading books and that kind of thing and trying to just be the best little married couple we could be. And there was a book called, I might get it backwards. Men are from Mars, women are from Venus, or it might be the opposite. And so it just talked about the differences between men and women. So that might be something that somebody here wants to check into. But I also remember hearing a talk, and this might have come from that book, about men are like waffles. Okay? They're like waffles. Imagine a waffle that has all these little cubby holes, all these little, you know, it's got its little squares. A man can be in this little waffle hole, but he can't go to another waffle hole until that other waffle hole, hole is completed. Okay? He, he can't move on because he's task-oriented. So here's Dwayne going to take care of his, getting his workout clothes ready. He can't hop over here and put the, turn the light switch on. He's got to stay over here until he's done with this. Then he can come turn the light switch on, which is unbelievable to a woman. And I'm, I'm speaking for just like me and my mom. Okay, so then, and this all comes up because we are trying to figure out how to take care of my grandma. And my mom is thinking one way and my dad's thinking another way, okay? This is all to do with patience too, y'all. Um, patience and listening and understanding one, one another. So women are like spaghetti. We're all interwoven. Everything, we can multitask, we think. Um, and so if you think about the two of us who think so differently, we got to meet in the middle somewhere. And so with the light switch, I finally let it go. I mean, it was, I would get so mad. I was like, that's so stupid. But that's just not the way he worked. And I have to respect that. And I have to keep reminding myself. Keep reminding myself. So let's see what the comments have to say. One tracked mine. My husband is the same way. Truth. So see, it's not just me and my mama. <laughs> They've got that. They do. And, it, and God made us that way. And and it, he, he made us the way we're supposed to be made. Right? And so we have to respect that with each other. Um, but anyway, that's, that's just a whole nother thing about how do we stay patient with people who don't change, and this is the key thing, and do the things we want them to do, right? We want them to do. So it's, it's this, this article says, it's difficult loving people who don't make good choices. I don't know that I agree with the word being so strong as love, but sometimes I just get frustrated when they don't make good choices in my opinion. So sometimes... You might want to yell at them, give them the silent treatment, or do something drastic to make them want to change. But the reality is, y'all, can you change someone? Can you change someone? It's almost impossible, right? So now we have to figure out if we can't change someone, how do we deal with the situation? How are we patient in dealing with the situation? So how do we keep a good attitude when we're going through something like that, right? Oh, yeah. Don, this is good. Don said, patience is when you want to get mad, but you choose to understand. I love that. Talk about almost every week. Put yourself in someone else's shoes. Put yourself in someone else's shoes, right? We cannot change them. They have to change themselves. But what can we do in the meantime? One way is by choosing daily to walk in patience toward them. You may not ever get a person to change, but you can choose to change your attitude towards that person. Because when we get mad and frustrated with that person, what happens? It eats at us and, 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 and worries our hearts and sometimes can make you sick from that. 
I know people have gotten mentally unstable because of that. They can't control another person's, uh, can't control them, right? All you can do is change yourself. Sometimes when you change yourself, other people notice. And then they're like, I want, what is, what are they doing? They, they're not reacting like they normally react. What are they doing? And they take notice. And sometimes that's when changes start to take place. When they don't feel judged and they feel like you're going to be patient and compassionate while you're waiting. That's right. Marcia says you can only change yourself. Absolutely. You can choose to be patient when they mess up, when they don't treat you right, and when they don't make the choices you'd like them to. Even if they've broken promise after promise. Y'all, that's hard. That's hard. You're ultimately in charge of your attitude, right? You can take it personally or you can be like, that's their deal. It's not me. Draw a boundary. Draw, draw a boundary. That's not your deal. It's their problem. You can't take on their problem or you're not going to be healthy. You get to choose if you let it make you bitter. Oh my gosh, y'all. Bitter will eat you alive. You choose if they cause you to lose your peace. And you get to choose if you stay patient toward them. So today, if you've got a difficult person in your life, don't give up. Choose to be patient with them. Y'all, it's hard. It's so hard. But we've got to go to God's Word. We've got to pray. Journal. Journal your heart out. Journal things that you would tell that person. Even when they're doing those things that make you mad, remember, God loves them. You may never be able to get them to change, but you can choose to have a good attitude in the process today. Choose to practice patience and peace today. Ooh, Lord, thank you for that. Thank you for those nuggets today. Only, Don says, only through prayer and if it aligns with God's plan can they change. I don't pr pray he will change them. I pray that they will live the best life God wants for them. Says Don. Thank you, Don, for that. Thank you. So, y'all, that's that's our um, our devotion for today. I know that it spoke to me very clearly that because I'm a bossy person, I'm bossy. And I like things done my way. And if you don't think the way I think, you're wrong. And that is not right. That's not the right way to be at all. I've got to work on that. I know this about myself, especially when you're aware. And I just feel like I've just become really aware. God's really working on my heart about that. That I don't have to be right all the time. I said it out loud. Now I've got to live that life, right? Um, but anyway, we're not perfect people. We're striving to be better. We're doing devotions. You know, we're, we're trying. When some people say that the church hurts them or that the church, um, they're hypocrites. Actually, what it is, it's we're dysfunctional people trying to make ourselves better. And that's exactly why we do this devotionals, because we're coming as imperfect people trying to do better. And so I'm trying to do better. Thanks, guys, for being here today. We're going to move on to our second part of um, 
Actually, we're still the first part, but we're going to move on to the scripture writing. If you're uh, listening on the podcast, come join us. We'd love to have you, um, whether it's live or you can watch the replay. And then if you want to do a hand letter scripture, you can do that. As we wrap up the podcast, I want you to think about what we talked about in the devotion and how can you apply that to your life today? What are the things maybe that God was speaking to you about today? So I want to leave you with my favorite scripture, Matthew 5, 16. Let your light shine before others so they can see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. Don't miss your opportunity to be the light in someone else's life today. Have a good one. See you next week.